interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Are you ready? The Under the Perp Podcast. This episode of Under the Perk. I'm your host, Brian Hickman. Another week of high school and college football is in the books. Um, it was an exciting week uh, for some teams more than others. But in Region 2, 7A, Alabama High School football, the number one team in the state, the Tigers of Auburn High School, lost to the Central Red Devils Friday night, 38-17. to Now, I did not get to see this game uh, I had plans to go to the movies with my best friend Tabitha, and me, her, and her daughter watched um, Halloween Ends. But I was getting updates throughout the movie from my buddy Rich, who was using my NFHS sign-in information. Central pulled it out. I really thought Auburn was going to run away with it this year. They looked really, really good early on. Central kind of struggled in, at times, but Central won Friday night against Auburn. I think if they beat Prattville, they win the region, and that's good. It's going to be interesting to see what happens from here on out. Then on Saturday, of course, as usual, the Auburn Tigers lost to Ole Miss, 48-34. to It was the best offensive performance by Auburn this year, but it wasn't good enough. Uh, Ole Miss was just too much for them, and they took the L, 48-34. to Everyone is still calling for Harson's job. But I'm beginning to think that the problems at Auburn aren't all coaching. They have a lot of issues. Um, And look, a lot of people, when they start a new job, as Harson did last year, they like to revert to what they did at their old job. But what you did at your old job may not work and be as successful at this one. I can't tell you how many times a day I hear, when I was at X company, we did this or that. Well, While you were in charge of X company, they went out of business. So I I would probably let the old stuff go and try something new. And it's the same for college football coaches. Especially if you come from up north and a weak conference to the south and the most dominant conference in all of college football. So it'll be interesting to see what happens during this bye week for Auburn and then as they move into uh, next week. I don't think Auburn will win another football game until they play Western Kentucky, but I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens. The 330 game. It was a game that will go down in history as one of the greatest games ever played. The build-up to it was fantastic. Two undefeated SEC teams at 330 on the third Saturday in October. The trash talk, Tennessee hate week, get your cigars ready, all of that, and kickoff. Rolled around, and we got a back-and-forth battle between two quarterbacks that should both be in the Heisman conversation. In the end, the Tennessee Volunteers beat Alabama 52-49. Then it begins. What always happens when Bama loses. The blame game starts because there's no way, no way those Tennessee boys could have played better than Alabama. Those low-class hillbillies with their orange jerseys and their fat, old, silly-looking coach, there's no way they could have done it. So let's talk about penalties, because that's what everybody's saying, the refs, the refs, the refs. If you've watched Bama play this year, then you know that Bama has six or more penalties in every game. The closer the game, the more penalties they have, 
Against Texas, they had 10 penalties. Against Arkansas, they had 8. And this game against Tennessee, they had 17 penalties. Now, is this the refs cheating? Or is this um, Alabama trying to get an advantage in close games and getting caught? And I'm sure there's missed calls on both sides. And I'm sure there's calls that don't go their way, calls that don't go Bama's way. It's just the nature of it. When you bring judgment in anything, that's what happens. Then you have the no-call targeting penalty on Bryce Young. So I never, I've never liked the targeting call. Uh, they should do away with that altogether. But if they are going to keep it, if they are going to call it, they need to change the automatic ejection aspect of it. It shouldn't be something that's looked at after the fact either, meaning if it wasn't called during the play, you shouldn't have someone in New York saying, oh, that might have been targeting. Let's look at it again. Um, because that just, I mean, if you're going to do that, do it for every penalty. You know? And then how long is the game going to be? It's going to get out of hand, and it needs to stop. If you want to call targeting, it has to be done during the play, and it should come with a maybe a 20-yard penalty. But an automatic ejection takes somebody out of the game, and you're not getting your best players against your best players. You're changing the game completely. And that's just wrong. You have the worry about your own team, people. Well, to that I say, you first. You shut up talking about Auburn and every other team, and we'll do the same. Then you have the people talking about storming the field. I saw a picture on Facebook. says, when you beat Bama, you tear down goalposts, you jump in the poles, you celebrate. You should. The day you beat Bama is a momentous occasion. It's a stored moment that will go down in the history of your program. But understand, when Bama beats you, it's just Saturday. Well, yesterday was Saturday. You didn't beat Tennessee. But that's the kicker for me. It's let teams celebrate how they want to celebrate. If, I, if, if your team hadn't beat a team in 15 years and they want to storm the field, let them. I mean, that's what's great about college football. And people want to limit that and take that away just because their team got beat. It's just stupid. Most people don't hate Alabama. They hate how Alabama fans, or most Alabama fans, act. And most Alabama fans, let me tell you, I know a lot of Alabama fans, and the only reason they're Bama fans is because they're so successful. Because Alabama's been so successful. Other than that, they couldn't tell you anything. And some Georgia fans are the same way. You got some folks that jumped on the Georgia bandwagon last year. I know Bama fans that couldn't tell you where they play, the name of the stadium, a name of any player on the team. Uh, they've never bought a ticket. They can't point to Tuscaloosa on a map, and they damn sure can't spell it. They gravitate to a winning football team to give their miserable existence some worth. Look, I'm telling you, in all my years of watching college football, I've never heard of any other fan base killing somebody after a loss, poisoning trees, or rubbing their testicles on the face of a passed out opposing team's fan in a crystal restaurant in front of hundreds of people. Those things only happen after Bama loses. They don't happen any other time. Most Alabama fans are either arrogant or vindictive or both. And those are two personality traits that people hate. A little humility goes a long way.
Now, Bama had a chance to win that game. They did some things on the last drive that were really uncharacteristic of them. Um, they had timeouts that they didn't use. I don't know why Alabama didn't run the ball on the last drive. When they were obviously running the ball really well against Tennessee's defense. Instead, uh, Mr. Dr. Pepper threw three incompletions, and they were left with a 50-yard field goal with an iffy kicker. Was it poor play calling, poor decisions by Mr. Nissan? I don't know. But they gave Tennessee a chance, and you should never give a hooker a chance to steal one from you. Alabama will bounce back from this. They'll come back. They'll, they'll more than likely win the West. The East, on the other hand, is going to be interesting going down the stretch. Georgia versus Tennessee on November 5th will be a huge game. I believe they play at Athens. Um, so we'll see how that goes. See how many people complain about refs that day. Let's see, as I'm doing this, it looked like the poll came out. Yeah, so the new the new poll came out. The new AP poll came out. It's got Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, Tennessee number three, Michigan is at four, Clemson is at five, and Alabama is at six. Ole Miss is at seven, TCU is eight, UCLA is nine, and Oregon is ten. So, big shakeup in the poll this week. Um, I'm telling you, we may have a national champion that's not from the SEC this year. Michigan looks really good. Ohio State looks really good, even though I hate to say it. Uh, Clemson, uh, they won't, they won't win it. We may not have a team from the South, from the SEC, win the national championship. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, even though we have four SEC teams in the top ten, so remember, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. You can click the notification bell. You'll get notified when a new podcast comes out. Like and follow my Instagram page, uh, LBHickman77. And the YouTube channel is under the perg. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next time under the perg.